So today, today is podcast 22, and we are doing this one with a, 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 a video, a video, a video of me. So the reason is because this one's going to be something of importance to me because it's a really personal topic, it's a really personal subject, and it's something that I have to say because I promise you guys a real live talk. What's our slogan, babe? Real talk podcast with modern modern day philosopher. So if I'm going to give you that, I'm going to be that. I've got to also share with you my personal experiences, my personal emotions, and the things that I go through on a daily basis. This being one of them. Yes, I do use medical marijuana in the state of Florida. It is illegal and my card is active. So thank you for noticing. Make sure you get your THC. My name is Chris. Welcome to Conversations with Chris. I know I have a big grin on my face today, and I know I look excited, but that's because I'm high, because it makes you feel better, always. It's a good thing. We're not going to talk about weed all night, though. We're going to talk about a lot of other things. So the reason why I am standing, the reason why I am talking is I want you guys to check out some new gear by Free Spirit. These shorts just gifted to me by these awesome people, my homies. So excited, Ben. Thank you. Clothes are going to be photographed tomorrow. We're going to do some cool shots in on the girls and guys gear. Both are just absolutely like the best gear I've put on my body. And I'm stoked. I'm stoked at that. And they also invest in their military. So they give a huge military discount to veterans. And that's something that I think is really uh, obviously something I believe in and something I stand behind. So the show is amazing, but even more than that, go check out Free Spirit Outlet on IG. They are on my page, and there's probably a link on my link tree. If not, I'm sure Tara will make one happen for us. Tomorrow, I have some amazing interviews set up for the upcoming weeks, but this week, we needed to talk, right? They have had a great interview last week. What, what did I interview? The Mermaid. The Mer Taylor. If you guys don't understand how cool it is for somebody to do something like that, so unique, so original, so fantasy, but also still reality, it's a uh, it's a really cool thing, and I really learned a lot from the guy, and I look forward to building and cultivating that relationship. I've got some some guys coming up, some girls coming up that are just gonna blow your mind. They're just uh, completely talented. They've got all the right things in all the right places. They're doing stuff right by people. And I am so grateful to have a long laundry list of people waiting to get on my podcast. Uh, we are at 30 some odd thousand downloads and followers are climbing to the thousands and thousands as well. Maybe the videos will help and maybe the new gear will play a major role. What do you think, Terry? You think it'll have any part? Uh, I think it'll have a lot of pull. Yeah, I think so. Contact me if you want a code. I will hook you up with a discount code to get you some good, not good, get you the best gear in the market. So anyway, been a long week for me, right? Uh, Last week, I think when I was recording, no, two weeks ago I was recording, I was in Puerto Rico. Craziest, craziest situation. So we all go through our struggles, right? We all have our emotions. We all have our issues. As many of you guys know, I'm emotionally damaged in a lot of ways, most of those ways um, I work on and I confront daily. So I go through a lot of emotion in a day. And we've talked about how to take that emotion and cultivate it and then also understand it and then set it down and then move on with rational and logical thought. 
Now that's easy to, for me to preach and that's easy for me to teach and that's easy for me to offer advice to people and it's really easy to just talk about, but to live it, to actually believe it, to actually put it into practice and to actually use it when it comes to your emotions and your emotions that are so, so, so passionate, love. Love is an emotion that is just beyond all emotions. Love is the only emotion, it's the only thing on this earth that makes people, human beings, animals of all kinds overpower their number one instinct, which is survival. Because when you love something, you'll die for it. And that doesn't make a single bit of sense in Darwinism because we should be only about survival. That's what makes sense. So when you talk about love, when you think about love, the power of love, God is love. That was the shortest verse in the Bible. If God is love, then it's safe to say love is God. So in my world, living a life of love is living a life of God. Now, was Christ perfect? Was the Buddha perfect? Was Muhammad Gandhi? Was any, who was perfect that ever stepped foot on the earth? No one. So we all have our own issues, right? We all have to go through our own. We got our demons. We got our battles. We got to face the things that we don't want to face. And each and every one of us has deep-seated, deep-rooted issues that you go through daily. And those issues come from your experiences in life. Just as I've always talked about, siempre algo. Siempre algo means it's always something. And as we develop this new clothing line that's coming out, siempre algo, uh, it just simply means that life is a series of somethings. And those somethings that come to you, those somethings that happen in life are your life. So sometimes those somethings are going to be just flat out fun and enjoyable and you're going to have a great time and you're going to love it and you're going to look back and be like, wow, that was a great something. And then there's going to be those other somethings where you're going to be like, I really just don't know if I am going to be able to make it out the other side of this one. And those are equally as valuable in your life because those are just as impactful. They just as much impact who you are. The way that you handle those situations, the way that you go through those, the way that you put into practice the things that you actually practice is what those are for. And you'll keep being delivered the same test over and over. God, the universe, aliens, whatever. Whoever thinks it's funny to keep delivering the same test to us every single time until we get it right. And you know what? They should. That's how it should be. We don't deserve to move on in life until we have mastered the moment of what we are dealing with in front of us right now. Which, for most of us, raise your hand if you've ever had the same scenario happen to you twice in your life. Great. Three times. Four times, yeah, see, we could do this for a minute, right? Because some of us are really freaking stubborn and we just don't want to listen. Well, after a while you get tired, right? I mean, you get exhausted. Life can be really beat you down and alone, it's, it's miserable. And I spent most of my life alone. It's, it was a long, long, long time ago before I understood uh, that, that abandonment that being alone, that having people just leave me uh, was something that was even an issue. As a matter of fact, I never even heard the term until I was probably in my 20s. And of course, at that point, I was like, please, I don't have any issues with abandonment. What does that mean? That's stupid. Like, what are you talking about? Like, somebody's going to, like, leave me and I'm going to get upset. 
that sounds ridiculous. Uh, go away. Right? That's what we did. That's how we look at it, right? Because who wants to admit that they've been abandoned or left? And I always talk to people all the time who have lost their parents when they were young. And it's a horrible, horrible thing to go through to not have your parents alive while you're growing up so that they can see you and experience you and understand you and know you. But you know what's even worse? Is when they are alive, but they want nothing to do with you your whole life. From a childhood, what did I know as a child? Who was I? But I was so bad, I was such a horrible human being that my parents chose to just simply no longer have a place in my life. That's how bad of a child I must have been. I must have deserved it, right? Well, that's the beginning of my abandonment, and that was the fourth, fourth man that my mom was married to in my life as a child. All four of those guys played a major role in who I am. They all affected me. I, when I left home at 18, I've neither heard nor had much interaction with any of them nor my mother. And so they have been alive for, what's 45, 18, 30 years, 25 years, living right here on this planet. And you know how far they have to go to actually listen to me? I'm on the World Wide Web. <laughs> this is my 22nd episode, by the way. This is Conversations with Chris. I'm your host, Chris. Today we're doing a video version. And right now I'm getting real emotional and real broken up, so... Thanks for visiting. Anyway, back to the topic. So, my parents don't even have to seek me out. They don't even have to go anywhere. They can sit in the comfort of their own home and watch and listen to me talk. Do you think they will? What do you think that means to me? What do you think that does to a person? How? Been rejected by everything and everyone as a child and as an adolescent. And so you adopt these ideas that tell you you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. And no matter what, the only way that that's ever going to be fixed is if you allow yourself to test it. But testing it means bringing it back into play, putting it back on the table, accepting whatever happens, knowing it's pretty good and damn well that it's going to go exactly as it's gone for the last 20 years. <laughs> because why? Either I choose, which I didn't choose my mother and my father, nor did I choose my stepfathers. But now that I choose people in my life, maybe I'm making choices based on the people that I was raised by. If that's true, then why haven't I learned my lesson and why would I want more people around, not around me, that I love? That makes sense, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So why would I invite people into my life that I already know are going to abandon me and then love them and then invest in them and then put myself into ball? Familiarity. familiarity. Comfortability is what we're familiar with. And this is why people go back to battered relationships. This is why people constantly are in these situations that do not make sense and nobody really wants to uh, talk about. But... Today I'm going to talk about it because you know what? It's about me. It's not about anybody else. And it's not to, I'm taking 100% of the credit, blame, everything. Okay? I already do. 
If you haven't met me yet, go online. The amount of people that hate me is far greater than the amount of people that love me. But that's okay because I'm not in this for anyone else. I'm in this for myself. I'm trying to heal myself and I'm trying to help others heal themselves. And if anyone knows me, they know that's exactly who I am and that's what I am about. Is that true? All I want to know is why was I so bad that everyone decided that by the age of 18, I had already proven to everyone that I wasn't worth having in their lives. And then at 18 years old, knowing no one chooses you, what does that do to your true mind? What does that make you believe? Are you ever capable after that? Every day in my life, I wake up and I think about my mother. I think about my father. I think about my stepfathers, although one of them just went to rest. But every day, those people run through my mind because they were who made me what I am today. And you know what? Nobody wanted that guy. And it turns out nobody still wants that guy, not in the way that we would like to believe that someone would want you, right? Because what is it? It's ultimately about trust. It's ultimately about truth. It's ultimately about me trusting myself, my judgment. Because nobody wants to put themselves in a situation where they're going to get hurt. Has there ever been anybody who's been like, oh my God, I want to get into the worst relationship I can possibly find so that I can be devastated and destroyed from the inside out? Is that a thing? Do people do that? If they do, you have them call me because, wow, I want to have them on the show. Anyway, no one wakes up that way, right? But here's the thing. We're hedging our bets, right? All day, every day, we're walking through life, and we're basically making wagers. And those wagers are based on our feelings, our emotions, our experiences that we've been through. And each one of those emotions and each one of those experiences that you've been through shapes the way that a situation is going to affect you. And so you, Tara, have been through an entirely different set of situations than I have. Safe to say? Safe to say. Safe. The very least. So same situation that happens here to you and to me is going to affect us completely differently. Safe to say. Safe to say. Safe. Okay, we're good. So if that's the case, we're two people right here sitting here talking in this beautiful room and this, we're way too lucky to have such a nice place and to be in set up in such a good situation. Down in Puerto Rico, things are not as good down there, man. It's not. I love it. It's beautiful. Amazing country. I'm going back, buying property. I love the place. But it's not what I'm here to talk about today. Although, if you guys are interested, I know a great realtor down there and I got a designer too. But... That's not what we're here to talk about. So the situation is the perspective has changed, right? Because the perspective is nothing more than what you've been shown and what you've been experiencing throughout your life. As you've experienced those perspectives, you become up with who you are. That person that you are is something that is fluid. It's always changing because every perspective, every situation, every time you get into anything with anyone, it's going to affect that mold, that Plato you that you are. And you're always absorbing moving, shifting, you're always changing. That's what we are. 
But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is that if I went through 15 things and you say, Chris, were the worst 15 things that you had happen in your life to this date? And I wrote them down on the board right there. And then I said, Tara, what are the worst 15 things that have happened to you until this date? You wrote them down right there on that board. Do you think any of those are going to match? Probably not. And same thing goes for what if I said, write down the best things yeah. that have happened. Are they going to match? No. So are the chances of you and I perceiving a situation anywhere close to having an opportunity to be the same? No. The odds would be far greater than me putting on a t-shirt. <laughs> and that's not going to happen either. That is very rare. It's not going to happen, dude. It's summertime in Florida. If you haven't been to Florida in summertime, come and visit. You'll see. So, enter perspective. Enter situation, right? A uh, long time goes through my life. I have a beautiful, beautiful life. Uh, I'm lying. I actually sucked. As a human being, I was terrible. I was... I was all the worst things that I can think of in the world. And I was those things every day of my life to everybody around me. And I don't know how I possibly ended up that way after the upbringing that I had. Wait. <laughs> of course I know how I ended up that way. I trusted no one. I had nothing for anyone that offered anything to me. Because you know what? You're a liar. You're a fake. You're a phony. And you were going to leave me. And on the way, you're probably going to try and hurt me, which means now I have to try to hurt you first and protect myself because ultimately what matters is survival, which is what I was just talking about because without the teaching, without love, then the only thing that's important to a human being is survival. Love, it's when you understand what love is. It's when you adopt and absorb love for the first time in your life, when your child is born, when you win something that no one else will ever win when you accomplish something when you feel something all of a sudden love the only emotion that overpowers our most instinctual trait comes into play and that's how powerful it is and so a child without love his whole life is going to grow up to be a man without love and that man is going to operate and he's going to go through life based on survival so we've now taken off all compassion all empathy because love and fear are the only two the only two uh, emotions those emotions everything else comes from it's a trickle-down effect but everything is a love-based emotion and everything is a fear-based emotion one of the two so if you do not have love then what are all my decisions going to come out of? Fear. Fear. So now I'm not only a survivalist, but I'm also afraid of everything and everyone in my freaking life. Do you know what that brings to your mind? Do you know what fight or flight does? Do you know how it works? Do you know that when you're in a state of fear, you're in a state of fight or flight? Great. So then we can move past all that and understand that after I got to adulthood, all I knew was fight or flight. Now, in addition to that, I was in the military. Well, that's not exactly a calming exercise for someone like me, right? That was not exactly the perfect path to go down to learn how to love and to have compassion. But whatever. Anyway, fast forward through that because boring story. Anyhow, we're back on track. Love, I did not know. Love, I did not feel. 
Love, I did not understand. Love wasn't anything to me. So therefore, none of the derivatives of love, none of the other things that come from love were a part of my life at all. Set one person throughout my entire life, my grandma Kay loved me. And I know now because I've experienced love in my life that that's what that was that she did for me. I believed she loved me, but because I had no comparison or understanding of what love was, I didn't really understand how much she loved me until I learned what love was and the capability of love and how powerful it is. And so she loved me. She was as much a part of my life as she could possibly be, and she helped me out as much as she could possibly help me out. Now, the day that I left home when I was 18 years old, my mother said to her mother, who was my grandmother, okay, that if she helped me in any way survive and not force me back into my mother's house, then she would never again speak to her. And neither would her other children, my brothers and sisters. So my grandma gave his face with a choice of her daughter and her three grandchildren in her life for the rest of her life. Or give those people up to be there for one young, unloved, untaught, unbelieved in child. And you know what she chose? Shows me. And that was the moment that I understood what love was. I wasn't capable of manifesting it. I wasn't capable of putting love into play. I didn't even know how to love. But it was the first time I had ever tasted, even smelled what love is and how fucking beautiful and powerful and magnificent it is and what it does to you a human being to just simply feel loved and when she loved me more than her own kid more than her other grandchildren it made me and maybe a small tiny 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 little bit for the first time ever believe that I should be here because to that point it was only survival and when you're only surviving out of fear, there's no way to understand. There's no way to even have the ability to realize that you're supposed to be here, that you serve a purpose, that you are meant for more. And that was the first time I ever felt something of anything less than fear. And so fast forward that situation all the way to the future. Here we are, modern day. We're in Puerto Rico. Uh, I don't travel well. People who know me know I have head injury, uh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, Puerto Rico is great, by the way. Uh, lots of cool places, lots of good stuff. But when I got there and I was out of my element, I've gone through um, you know, a lot of years now. I'm 45, 46 years old, coming up here soon. But I'm looking good, aren't I, in these free spirit shorts? 
trying to keep it somewhat fun before I start crying like a little bitch. But, so, um, needless to say, those young years of what I went through, not learning about love at all, not even knowing what it was, but only living in fear and only survival. It's been a really long journey. And I love the word practice when it comes to yoga because it is practice. And every day I wake up, the challenges are greater, more difficult. Uh, some of them are better, more fun. Uh, but it's a practice. It's never something that one day is just going to become so easy that everything just aligns. And so I was talking to a client and we were talking about a situation and the situation was something of really no importance because if you really want to know the situation, then you're locked into the wrong idea. It's not about the situation. It's about the bigger picture. It's about what's really going on. And in the perspective of someone who's into the situation, it doesn't have a very big perspective. Does that make any sense? And I'm not being insulting. I'm just saying that if your perspective is through the eye hole of a needle, rather I stand back here and I'm holding the needle like this, well, then I can see a whole lot more than you can. <laughs> but it's not necessarily your fault. It just means that maybe you haven't had life experiences. Maybe you have not been through things. Maybe you have not seen things. Maybe you've not done things. It doesn't matter. Some people are destined to have the big view. Some destined to have the small view. Micro, macro, right? That's the balance of nature. Everything is duality. Am I wrong? So to get away from fear, what do you have to do? You have to move towards love. Now, how hard is it to move towards love? When you go in love with someone, what happens? You're never more afraid than you are in your whole life. It's the biggest fear you feel to be in love with someone because you know that the moment that you fall in love with them, that everything about you is vulnerable. And it will be forever as long as that human being is alive that person has the ability to hurt you. And you recognize it, and as soon as you recognize it, you go, uh-oh, this ain't good, because you know you're gonna make all the wrong decisions. You're gonna do everything wrong. You're gonna make emotional decisions, not logical and rational decisions like I talk about all the time, right? Why? Because love's powerful and more powerful than everything. And so you fall in love with this person and this person comes into your life. And so we're in Puerto Rico. We have this great trip planned. It's going to be amazing. No names need to be talked about. And obviously, uh, it's not extremely difficult to figure out who I'm talking about, I guess. But uh, at the same time, I'm not trying to call anyone out because this is nothing but a compliment and the most genuine and sincere thing I could ever say. So beauty of having a podcast is I don't have to send somebody a letter. I can tell them right here face to face, <laughs> and, which is good because I write like a four-year-old and uh, I read le like less than that. So anyway, um, so I'm on this trip, right? Somehow, somewhere at points in time in my life, it doesn't happen very often, but when they do, uh, there are moments where if I'm out of my routine, my routine has become my safety. My routine has become my consistency, my yoga, my morning, my everything. And it's no secret that over the years I've allowed myself to fall in love. It's no secret that I've had some great women love me back and they've taught me a lot.
about love. And I'm grateful for each and every one of those people because they played a major role in my life. Like I said, there was only a spark of love ever even introduced to me. And that was by my grandmother, Kay, many, many, many years ago. And there's only been a few other occasions where love has been a part of my life. But I'm grateful for each and every one of those. In this pers- or in this situation, personally, uh, this was one of those situations where, from the beginning, I knew that I was fucked. <laughs> I knew that this was one of those situations where I was afraid, right? And what were we afraid of? We're afraid because we know that this person can hurt us. And the vulnerability factor of it, right, makes you afraid, which typically triggers your defense mechanisms. So now you go into a defensive mode, right? And so that's natural and healthy. That's what you want to do. You want to protect yourself because being hurt is horrible, right? Nobody wants to go through that. Pain, suffering, uh, guilt, oh, geez, all the different emotions, right? And so I was lived in those for so long. They're all fear-based, right? So anyway, too late. <laughs> Already in it. And as it goes through, um, any relationship's going to come with a lot of promises. Those promises are all you really have to go on as far as what's going to come towards you and what's going to happen in your life. Um, and the promises that are made are never broken intentionally. It's a series of unfortunate events. What was that lemony stick? series of unfortunate events usually that causes that situation to happen it's never just like i shouldn't say never sometimes it's malicious and it's just angry and mean or whatever but even that had its own set of circumstances that led up to that point am i right so then when that point comes where it's time to live up to the promises it's time to be the truth that you promised to be It's time to live the love that you said you had. And it's far more difficult than that because there's things that have been done. There's things that have been said. There's things that have happened that have changed the dynamics of how you look at each other forever. And those things that changed, those dynamics can never be unchanged. And all the love in the world can overpower it can overcome we've already established that it is the most powerful thing but it's very very difficult and for people to take that path in a broken state crushed you know devastated i mean i knew all of it from the beginning you know, like all the fears, all the deliveries of the fears, all of the brokenness, all of the what I was used to my whole life. Again, but, but I also know who I am now. And I also have been learning as I've been going through these situations. And as I've gone through each and every one of these situations, I've come out a little bit wiser. And I use the word wiser because I believe that wisdom is the only way that you can come out of this situation and move into life again in a way that's healthy, in a way that's still love. Because how hard is it to spread love the day after your heart's been crushed, destroyed, everything about what you believed was true 
everything about what you believed was going to happen in life, whether it was my expectations, which are unrealistic anyway, because no one can live up to anyone's expectations, or whether there was promises made that weren't delivered on, it doesn't matter. Like a bomb, it's done, right? And trying to pick up the pieces of your heart and your love and put them back together and make something of it to even, to even be there for the other person that's broken, who you still love, even though you know that it's that broken. It's hard, but I've learned, I've learned and I've grown. I've learned and I've grown. And you know what that means? That means that I've understood something about myself that I didn't understand until completely understood yesterday. And that's that I am meant to be the guy that goes through those pain, those massive, massive amounts of pain so that I can understand how hard it is to love someone doesn't love you and that is the person that I need to be that is the person that I've been training to be my entire life in every scenario every situation every person everything that's happened to me and anyone who knows me knows I take more on the chin than anybody else out there people always hurt me and I've never never tried to deliver anything more than love back but I'm not perfect. I also come from a really, really, what are triggers? We hear this word a lot lately, right? What is a trigger? A trigger, a trigger. What triggers me? What does a trigger mean? So a trigger is, to me, it's something that happened to you at some point in your life that automatically pulls you back to a space and time where you were in fight or flight and not in a good way. Is that accurate? Triggers. So the triggers for me probably would have been stuff that, you know, happened to me as a child. Uh, things that I saw, things that I experienced will probably become triggers. But even in spite of that, just because I have always spent my life searching for that one love, that one person that will always be there, right? That one person that will never leave your side. Your parents, sister, support you. I've been on my own, really on my own, forever. And... I guess the fantasy that probably lives within me is that one day I'll be accepted and loved just for who I am. Perfect, imperfect, broken, damaged. They'll be that person that has so much love, like what I'm trying to become, that they'll be able to love the unlovable. My mother told me a long time ago that I was unlovable and that no one would ever love me. And to this day, She's right, kinda. I love me. I love me, I love what I do. I love who I am. I love every day of my life. I love waking up in the morning. I love going to sleep at night. I love the moments in between, the painful ones, the fun ones. I love the siempre algo of life. It's always something. So. As the story goes, uh, my demons, my triggers, 
I guess. I don't really have much recollection about those moments. But from what I'm understanding and what I'm told, things were said. And uh, things happened that, you know, can never be changed, right? And that's just life. Not bad things. We're not talking about, like, I didn't shoot anybody or anything like that. That's crazy. Uh, but, you know, just fights and arguments and meaning words and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it's all just a bunch of the triggers that we have in life, those triggers that set us off into a direction where we are spiraling out of control. And the reason is, is because the last time that we were in that state of mind, we were in a situation that was out of control. There was no control. It was impossible to gain control of the situation because at that time, there was no knowledge base, no wisdom, no learning, no experience to grab hold of. And so you just got scared. And when you got scared, you got more upset. And when you got more upset, you got more scared. And the vicious wheel just kept going and going and going until you were all the way back in that moment that you have tried so hard to beat in your life to make no longer a thing. And here you stand face to face with it again. Just like I started this entire episode off with, it all comes back around to test you again. I don't know why this one does. I don't know why this one is. But what I do know is that my practice of loving myself and respecting myself and holding myself in the highest light that I can possibly hold myself in is something that I just had to go through a situation, not just one, but many different situations to see if I would still do it. But on top of that, am I capable of loving those around me? Am I still capable of getting on a freaking microphone and telling people that I love them? Am I still okay to forgive people who have hurt me? Can I still go ahead and do it? Have I learned? Do I have the experience now? Do I have what it takes? Is this my turn to show people something that's not what most people see? My heart is broken. The love that I once envisioned being a part of my life for the rest of my life is no longer. And yet I still love everything just as much as I did two weeks ago. And I love the fact that I had an opportunity to love. And that's a cool thing. So not going to leave this on a sad story. Everybody's going to turn out amazing. That's the beauty of life. You have survived 100% of the things that you have had to go through in your life. I bet you didn't think about that today, did you? But you did. 100%. You are a perfect record of surviving things, which means you have a really strong chance of getting 100% of the things you need to go through in the future. You're going to be just fine. But for me today, what I'm offering you is I want you to understand something about yourself. You are a collective bunch of junk. Stories, experiences, life quotes, advice, all put together. And you're trying to be the best pile of junk that you can possibly be to every person that you come in contact with. And it's hard, but especially the ones that are the closest to you. And sometimes those people are the ones that get hurt the worst because they see 
the deepest in you. And I want you guys to know that I see that in each and every one of you. And anyone who ever needs anyone to talk to, to understand them. I hope you can hear from what I'm saying to you today and in this story. I hope I'm conveying to you the way that I want to convey to you the brokenness that I have and that I am, but that I am love, that I am confident, that I am giving you the very best of me, and I'm trying. And if you'll try with me or if you need me to be there for you, I'm always, always there for you. I love you all. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget Big names coming up soon. Got some great stuff going on tomorrow. Matter of fact, I'm interviewing probably one of the coolest guys I know on earth. At the Springs tomorrow. I can't tell you guys where because he's like really famous and, you know, people know who he is and they'll show up. It'll be autographs and, you know, it'll get out of control. But the guy is hilarious. Okay. So look for that. Uh, Lots of cool stuff on the horizon. By the way, no need for anyone to reach out. I'm going to be okay. No need for you to get involved either. (laughs) It's not meant to be a situation that turns into a community party. This is one of those things where people need to work through situations. So try to have the love and compassion that you would expect or want from others so that one day, if it ever happens to you, you'll get that. Namaste.